Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, we're now in the uh, middle of March already, <laughs> Monday. Crazy. Uh, good morning. Covenant. And um, um, yeah, maybe not everybody has seen. We just, I got a new uh, look to my studio. Um, Linda. I like it. The walls are no longer plain white. We're not glaring in the yeah. window, although the scenery out the window was pretty. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, getting, now gonna, you can see it. I can see it. It's going to start ready to snow here. But Linda said, yeah, you got to do something. So she, she bought this stuff and uh, I got a plant even uh, a little bit here. I can even move it slightly over just a little bit more. It looks nice. So uh, it's a really pretty, uh, beautiful plant. Uh, so you got the... <laughs> Got the whole tree there. Um, well, Linda, I need a new plant in yeah, mine there because, you go. yeah, uh, <laughs> mine's so, looking tired. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, my back was to the window. As you could see, you could see that in the in the camera. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, "Well, actually, you really need to move it to that wall." And it's like, yeah, I guess. And so, <laughs> it's nice though because it gives you a good backdrop now yes. too, and having the pictures up there, it's it's a pretty look. Yeah, yeah it's really pretty, and uh, and now I can see out the window. Which, but getting ready to snow, by the way, in Colorado, and then uh, people walking into my office can actually see me now, uh, <laughs> instead of seeing it, my uh, stuff in front of me. So uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, and we're talking about covenant, and um, it's it's the essence. You know, remember he said the definition of it is mm -hmm. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing, right? Um, and it's a flow through process, and. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I've been impressed, uh, and you and I each have a little bit of a story we can tell. Um, when, when we tend to read that the first time or understand it, we tend to think blessing is just financial. Right. Um, and, uh, and everybody would say, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I'd love to have more money. Um, isn't that good? Uh, and by the way, uh, it can include that. And uh, it, it is about financial freedom. Uh, because blessing uh, is really not having the stress pressure of wondering am I gonna am I gonna get through or lose you know what what I've been given um, right and um, uh, it by the way it doesn't mean that God may may not alter I have a, I have a couple uh, that uh, you know they were they would be considered in the wealthy category mm -hmm. um, and they had um, a couple of homes one of which was in Hawaii, and, and we actually got to go uh, be there quite often and enjoy it. It was a right. privilege. It was a privilege for they were a blessing to us. That for was sure. they were a blessing to uh, y'all, yeah. Because they didn't charge us. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, but um, as they, as they were serving God, walking with God, uh, God said to them, um, "I'd like you to now uh, sell that sell that place," um, and. At first, it was like, well, why? Because <laughs> we're enjoying this place, you know, and, and uh, mm -hmm. it's a blessing to us. We're, and he said, well, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you do something else, and um, are you willing to follow me? And, yeah, you'll have less, per mm -hmm. se, but you'll have more in what I'm doing, you know. And so you just trust me with it. Just yeah. trust me with it, you know. So it's not about wealth or magnitude it's about all of life and and i was mm -hmm. just reminded with something you know uh really simple um we were doing uh we have a small group and we generally do uh zoom sometimes we do mm -hmm. zoom because people like uh we have a couple uh our leader couple john and Ma uh, michelle are in italy uh, yes. so they, they they're in our small group well they come in you know by zoom and we have a few new people now, uh, actually some single ladies that are joining us by Zoom. Uh, so um, I have a technology called OWL. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with that? I am not. Oh, you know what? No, did we use that um, no, when we, we were out in Tahoe? Did we try no, to use OWL for that? 
No, it's a, it's a device uh, that you set in the middle of everybody. Okay. Um, okay, so no, I'm not familiar with this it's one. Got a, it's got a 360 camera. Okay. Um, and um, audio, 360 audio. So uh, you sit it in the middle <coughs> of the group. Okay. Um, and then once it's set up, it automatically, and you can, you can put Zoom up like on your TV. Okay. Okay, so you got us. We can see each other. And then Zoom is on the TV. And so um, whoever speaks, it automatically moves the camera and the voice to you who's speaking, and you show up on the, on the television. Um, oh, interesting. And it, it, it solves, you know, like, like if we just use my computer, well, I got to pass the computer around. So if somebody's speaking, well, yeah. you, I got to give you the computer, and then you speak into it, and they can see you. And uh, then, so the people who are actually on Zoom, though, they, they, see, they see whoever's what do they talking. See? They see whoever's okay. talking. But you can see them still on your laptop or something. So, so we, well, are their faces yeah, kind well, it's, of it's in the group? Like, it's kind of like you and me, is that we're both on. Okay, um, cool. So that's what, oh, that sounds. Uh, I've never heard of this. Yeah, so it's an owl, it's called Owl Technology, and it's fabulous. And I've and I've experienced okay. I, the reason I got it was um, I experienced this at a conference uh, room. Okay. And it's like, wow, look how cool that was, you know. And there wasn't, you don't have to move anything around. It just automatically does it. Very convenient. Yeah, oh, it's fab- fabulous. So, I'm setting it up uh, in my in my house for the small group, mm-hmm. and we have a group coming over. Um, and so I got it, you know. I, I you have to download an app and all this stuff, you know. And uh, so I go, I get early, and I'm getting it ready, set up. Doesn't work. Um, uh, I tried everything, this, that, nothing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Um, I cannot get it to work. Uh, and so, and we're having our small group, so, okay, forget it. You know, I'm not doing it. Um, right. We're just, we're not going to do it. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll try to get somebody else to help me. And, and so, <laughs> you know, and I think this is part of the covenant is that, so, Slightly frustrated, but I didn't bother. I mean, it, you know, okay, you know, it, I mean, it would be nice to have it right. working, but it's okay. It's but not, not necessary this isn't right now. Critical, you know, because we've been doing it without it for anyway. So, um, didn't bother me. Uh, mm-hmm. But during the whole small group, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I, w- I wonder why it doesn't work. <laughs> right. Well, during that time, God speaks to me and says, "Here's why it's not working." You didn't do this, this, and this. <laughs> and it was technical stuff that I don't even know right. nothing about. Oh, isn't that you, interesting? You got to do this. You got to do this. You got, and it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, well, great. Well, then, you know, after everybody leaves, and I, you know, hook it up, it worked. Right. Uh, and, the, and the blessing, what I'm trying to say is that the blessing mm-hmm. is just the thrill mm-hmm. of walking with God who says, I can handle anything you got. Yeah. And I can bless you in the middle of a issue. Right. And how about if I just tell you the answer? And and as I'm getting it, it's like, oh, man. Oh. I would have, I would, I could have spent hours. Right. Trying to get this to work. And I would have never thought about that because I didn't know. Right. I literally didn't know. And, and it's not even written in the thing. So. God's the way you do this, this, and this, and it'll, it'll work, you know. So um, the covenant, you know, people say, yeah, I don't know about blessing. Well, God says, that's my life with you, is I want to do th- wonderful things in your life to give you joy, excitement. Doesn't mean, you know, you're not going to have trouble, uh, but in the middle of that. And I know you you have an example of a friend uh, okay. that actually we, we uh, experienced. We, we were part of it. Uh, about the blessing that actually flows through because remember he says I'm going to bless you and make right. you a blessing exactly well the blessing is giving it away and when we say giving it away and we'll get into more definition of this um, it's not well yeah I get more money I give more money away no yeah it's sometimes the, it's words of wisdom and or encouragement yeah. or instruction it's and all life, kinds of or things. it even could be the prayer authority that flows yes. through us, and and you experienced that a little bit with a friend of yours that um, yes uh, had a had a problem uh, with sickness. 
<clears throat> yeah, so um, a dear friend um, who went into the hospital actually last evening and um, was having severe abdominal pain and um, blood pressure skyrocketing and all of that. And uh, lo and behold, they end up um, admitting her to the hospital and were waiting. They were going to wait until the inflammation had gone down, had, needs to have a gallbladder procedure, and um, which I know you're familiar with. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know about that. They, they didn't send her home after the stomach pain, by the way. And, and I'm assuming she, she, didn't, she, didn't, right have, she didn't have gangrene yet in her system. No, right? she did not. She did not. But nonetheless, um, it was it was um, bad enough that they did need to go ahead and do surgery this morning. But because of some complicating factors in her health, they actually, you know, she texted me this morning. She's like, hey, please be praying. I need wisdom. Just talk to the, the doctor. And they can do the surgery today. Um, or they can, you know, put a drain in and wait, you know, for, I forget how long she said, I want to say it was like four to six weeks or something, and then go back in and do it. I'll tell you, um, I'll, but tell you because funny, of, I'll tell you a funny story about the drain when you're done with this. So go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that those were the options and, but there were our health complications that she really was truly concerned. You know, if I go into the surgery, the doctor said, I do run the risk of coming out on a ventilator because of these other um, health factors that are going on. So I just really need God's wisdom, right, please right, pray. Right, right. And so um, not only did I start praying, but then I did also text you and Linda um, and a couple other um, abiding friends and said, hey, we need God's wisdom praying on this. And, you'll, and, and you know, Jeremiah 33, three, he says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things you do not know. Yeah. Um, and so as we're all covering her in prayer, um, I know God gave you some wisdom that you texted over to me that I shot over to her too. Um, he spoke to me um, uh, three very specific scripture passages and just said, basically, these are words of encouragement that you were to give her because I literally am in that room and it's not even trusting the doctors that really that was the gist of the scriptures that he was speaking is it's not even putting trust in the doctors. I want her to go in there putting full trust in me because I'm doing what I'm going to do with this. And um, lo and behold, that that was great encouragement, all of that and the affirmation that you guys gave to her as well. Um, great encouragement as they went into, she went into the operating room um, today and we did get word that all went well. She's in recovery and doing well. And I got a text from her daughter later even saying, um, thank you so much for sending these words of encouragement. This was just what we needed to hear. And yes, we're praising him alongside. And so just a beautiful thing. But I think that's an example where it wasn't a physical thing. It was, okay, we can surround them in prayer. We can hear what God says to pray so that we're praying his will and stand in praise before it's even happened. Praise that he is actually delivering what he said he's going to deliver. And in doing that, sharing that um, scripture and sharing what God is speaking, um, the fact that we are receiving that blessing from him, we are receiving that blessing from him of hearing his voice and getting the instruction. And we are blessing someone else by, by sharing that. That's part of honestly how the the spiritual gifts even work together. That's right. I think yep. spiritual gifts in covenant are so tied closely because we are given spiritual gifts in order to build up and edify um, Christ's body, right. to, to edify the church. And this was that in action. That was covenant in action, him using each of us in different ways to pour into another member of his bride, of his church. Um, through the spiritual gifts, so yeah. blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, um, and the uh, and see the beauty. We're, we're going to get into actually even more discussion of this uh, as we go down the path here. But I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. I'm going to bless those who bless you, mm -hmm. and I'm going to curse those who curse you. And <laughs> we're going to see the definition of those who bless you to bless you are those that are in relationship and willing to walk with you in a positive way. And it doesn't even mean that they uh, per se are all living in the covenant. They, they even might not be surrendered to God, but they're, but they, and this is cool, they're standing next to you. Right. Uh, because they're standing next to you, um, you can be a conduit of the flow of God's blessing. Uh, I'm gonna bless those who bless you. And it's not limited to just his believers. It is to those surrounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see that because they're with you. And so, hey, I got a problem. Okay, let me take it to God. Here's what God says. Here's what we're going to pray this, what God says. 
we believed it, and she was not resisting it. Right. Uh, she was saying, yeah, I'm welcoming that. Oh, she embraced that, yeah. Uh, and now she's blessed because of, of the flow through of, of she's interesting enough blessing you because she's in relationship. Mm-hmm. You you get to flow the blessing back to her. It's, it's really cool. So, I mean, and we'll get into the depth of this, but blessing, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And one thing I, I would urge everybody to keep uh, working at is expanding your understanding of blessing and don't limit it uh, to the American thought of finances. Yes, uh, so important. So uh, it's, important. It's way, way, way bigger than that. And it can be very big at the same time small, like, hey, I'll solve the problem with your technology mm-hmm. um, and uh, have you avoid <laughs> more hours of frustration and not getting it done, you know. So uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I was going to tell you this uh, little funny story about the drain. Um, oh, yes. Uh, I, I had the gallbladder. I remember I had the gallbladder, gangrene, right. surgery. Um, and uh, they insert, because of the gangrene in there, and of course they had to leave it open for it to come out, but they inserted a drain. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make it, made a cut and inserted a drain. So it's just... just you had to have a drain in there for quite a while, right? Well, it was Am for... I remembering that? That wasn't... It, the, that my wound was open. Uh, mm. But the drain was there for That's just right. a couple That's of days. Right. And, uh, okay. So, uh, you know, I'm laying in the bed, in the hospital bed, um, and it was just physically there, and it, you know, to me, it didn't didn't mean anything to me. So the doctor walks in, surgeon walks in, and with him is uh, five interns. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and he goes, and he said, hey, this is Mr. Case, this is, you know, remember we had this, uh, I described to you this gangrene and this surgery right. and how difficult it was, and I wanted you to meet him. And, um, uh, and hey, uh, Rich, um, I'd like to show uh, the interns how we, how we do something here with you, and you know, it's time to take out your drain. Okay. Uh, he says, no, I'm gonna explain it to them, and I'll explain it to you, and then you know, we'll take care of it, and it'll be fine. You know? So um, <clears throat> he says to these five guys, he says, now pay attention. Um, I'm gonna show you sp- specifically how you, remove the drain from this from a patient are you guys ready you know yeah okay and, and he turns to me and he says now rich are, are, are you ready um, and he says and then he pulls up the drain and he, he says hey everybody in turns look how fantastic this drain is isn't this a beautiful piece of equipment and he grabs it and rips it out of me oh and I go <laughs> ah! I scream I scream because it hurt <laughs> yeah he says, well, boys, that's how it happens. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's how you get it out. You oh, don't tell him. Don't oh, tell him. Don't goodness. tell him it's going to hurt. <laughs> Just go in there, distract him, and pull it out. Yeah, it hurts, but that's how we do it. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Oh, no, Appreciate that's it. horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, it was oh, pretty, man. Pretty, pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it hurt, but it was pretty funny. Uh, well, as we we're uh, talking about Covenant, we've talked about uh, again, the essence of it is that I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Um, it's uh, to glorify him. He yeah. said, the reason is I'm going to glorify myself. I'm going to elevate you up into a spiritual place where as you experience this, you will demonstrate, remember, to principalities and powers. Mm-hmm. So it's not natural. Um, and because it's demonstrated to them, there will be people that will that will also be demonstrated to. But if it's demonstrated to them, it's supernatural. It has to mm. be my work, not just how clever you are. Right. Uh, so uh, it's going to do that. Um, and then it's intended to give it away. So it's going to be a flow-through process. Uh, he says, uh, the who is my special treasure. Um, you are special to me. You're my children. I love you. I want to give this to you. I have a heart to give it to you. And I call you my treasure. You're right. my you're my inheritance. I created you for this purpose. And it was always intended to be this way. And I want you to live this out. Um, and now we're uh, looking at uh, this aspect of uh, where uh, does the covenant operate? Because it's, remember, we said it's not automatic. Right. Um, it doesn't just because you're a believer, it happens. It only happens, interesting enough, in a special place. So uh, let's go to see what that is. Go to Luke 1, 
uh, 30 uh -huh. to 33. Uh, it's a really interesting verse uh, that we'll start to see what, what this means. Luke 1, 30 okay. to 33. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Okay. Uh, so, you know, this is where he's, she says to Mary, hey, by the way, you're going to have a baby. <laughs> she says, uh, Surprise. What? Yeah, what? Um, how is this going to work? Um, well, you're going to, you're going to, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and, uh, you know, you are going to bear the son uh, of the living God. And, uh, and then he makes a statement. Um, Jesus, who is going to be born through you, is going to wind up reigning mm -hmm. in an everlasting kingdom. Right. Well, that was that's what struck me uh, with that verse is that right up front, he announces before it even happens, not just you're going to have the Messiah, not, not just you're going to have the Savior of the world, but he's going to be reigning and living, existing, functioning in an everlasting kingdom hmm. and his kingdom will be forever and and it'll be a place where he rules that's the word reign he rules uh, which, okay. we'll, which we'll get into so he introduces to us the very first thought that huh um, in other words it's not just uh, and by the way the Jews didn't understand this as disciples particularly because they assumed he's going to be an earthly king. Right. And and she he actually, and this is cool. And guy, surprised them when he wasn't. Yeah, like, oh, you know, <laughs> this wasn't what I thought. Um, to Mary, hey, Mary, it's an everlasting, eternal, spiritual mm -hmm. place, and Christ will reign there. Okay. Uh, now go to Luke 11 uh, and, and do uh, one through three. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. Yeah, so um, how, how are we supposed to pray? He says, well, uh, first of all, you pray to dad, father. Uh -huh. um, he cares about you, and, and it's your, your shepherd, your father. Um, and it's, yes, it's, it's God of the universe who can do it all, but it's personal. Right. He said, no, there's two things to pray for. The first thing is pray that thy kingdom what? Come. Comes. Your kingdom come. <laughs> uh, so that implies something. Uh, one it's not automatically here okay. uh, because if if we how do you pray well you pray ask ask God the father that his kingdom would come into my place well if it was automatically there he would he wouldn't even bother saying that and that's because we're living in a fallen world we're right now we're living in the world yeah. by the way who's who controls that world say the enemy does yeah and the, and you're in the kingdom and Satan says, all the kingdoms of the world have been given to me. Mm -hmm. Christ said, yeah, I know. Um, I'm not willing and to so we're literally praying for the kingdom of God and his will to come down. To come down uh, into where I'm at. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, so, and we, we got to all understand this, is, is you have to um, pray about it and ask for it, it's not automatic, which, which implies, well, there's something else that I need to understand about that. But, and here's the cool thing, it's available to you. Right. Um, and what did he just tell Mary? God is, Christ is gonna reign there. He's gonna rule there. Reign there there's forever, a, yeah. There's a power to that. And we're praying for that, his will be done. Okay, we know something mm -hmm. about his will already. We know already, his will is called covenant. Mm -hmm. What is that gonna? What is that? What is this will that we can say it's for sure gonna happen to me? What is that will? I'm gonna bless you. That we will be blessed to be a blessing. To be a blessing. You can. You see. Mm -hmm. You can know that. Right. Uh, well, that made that will 
be shown to me mm-hmm. in my life through the kingdom, which is where it happens. That's why he puts them mm-hmm. together. Thy will is done where? In the kingdom of God. Um, and I got to ask for it. And it's a spiritual place where I'm surrendered my will. Uh, and, and again, think about um, a kingdom. If there's a kingdom, that means there's a who. There's a king. There's a king. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll get into this uh, as we explore this. But in order to live in the kingdom, who's got to be king and who doesn't have to be king? <laughs> that God has to be king, not me. Not me. <laughs> it, it is uh, 100% surrender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and see, and that's why he ties his will to that is that mm-hmm. um, that means you're surrendering mm-hmm. your will to my will, the king's will in my kingdom, where what? I can deliver the covenant. Right. Um, and it's it's a place. Uh, and, and we got to understand that we live in both places. Uh, okay. Uh, go to um, uh, Luke. Do we have Luke 8 up there? Is that one? Um, yes. Luke 8, 9 yeah. and 10. Yeah. Luke 8, 9 and 10. Yes. Um, says, and when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they were in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Okay, well, that's uh, a lot of people uh, that I talk to, they have difficulty with that verse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why would you make it so tough? Right. Um, He even says it. I make it that way so that they don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, Well, I thought, God, you were supposed to make it easy. Mm. Uh, And uh, isn't it, why are you making it so difficult? And I thought so. This is really, this stuff is really difficult. I thought so. And you purposely mm-hmm. are making it difficult. Well, actually, he says, not really. What did he say to the disciples? He said, it's been given to know them the secrets of the kingdom of God. And so as, they, as they're with him, he will reveal them to him. Yeah, he said. Period. Um, so it's just keeping us with him. It's intimacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says this, um, if you're in the world, Mm-hmm. None of this is going to make sense to you. Right. In fact, in other places, he calls it foolishness. Foolishness. You know. uh, and also you won't experience it because you won't know the secrets mm-hmm. to it. Um, but if you live in the kingdom and, you ex- and I've given you this opportunity to live in my kingdom, mm-hmm. you're going to find out what? The secrets, the secrets, yeah. The things that other people don't understand as mm-hmm. to how, what you can experience the kingdom, you can experience right. the covenant. Um, and um, uh, as you, uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever, um, did you ever watch that movie called The uh, National Treasure with Nicolas Cage? Oh, you know, to be honest, I'm sure I watched it and probably fell asleep during part of it and maybe woke up for the end. Uh, it was I a, do that sometimes. It was about where so I've his, seen pieces of it. It was about where his family um, had been told there was a uh, national treasure hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, he was gathering clues um, right. about it. And uh, he got one clue. It was about uh, Charlotte. The word Charlotte, which he then understood was a ship, mm-hmm. and he uh, winds up in the Arctic, uh, where the ship had, you know, wound up uh, sinking and uh, being part of the ice. And they get into it and they find another clue, uh, and the clue mm-hmm. is uh, you got to go to <laughs> the map is on the back of the uh, Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to go. You got to go get there. And of course, he tries to have him see it, and nobody believes him, so he has to st- steal it. Uh, so it was a series that the whole movie was a series of secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, that each clue was another secret to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, until they ultimately found the treasure. Right. Uh, by following the secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what God says is that in order to find the treasure, the mm-hmm. covenant, I'm going to show you, God says, I'm going to give you the ability to understand secrets that mm-hmm. if you're not in the kingdom, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to receive it. Okay. Now, what does that tell you? How, how critical is that then to be in well, the kingdom? Then, yeah. You, you've got to be in the kingdom or you're not going to be walking in covenant. Yeah. So in other words, he said, you can't 
possibly receive mm-hmm. it if you're not in the kingdom. It's not right. av- it's not available to you. Right. Um, well, that's pretty critical to know. <laughs> so right. if I'm going to experience And so kingdom, whenever, yeah. so when I'm sitting there trying to process something on my own logic, on my own whatever, as I face things, I am not getting the kingdom wisdom right. unless I'm coming, surrendering and asking him to give me yeah. his wisdom and the secrets. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. That's right. Um, so he said the kingdom of God. Um, uh, and then we're going to go to this verse, which is really interesting. It's probably, it's kind of lengthy. We'll take it piece by piece. Um, it's Hebrews 7. Uh, he's talking about the kingdom and about Melchizedek. Uh, which is a little bit of a mystery all by itself. So let's let's start there. Uh, uh, go to Hebrews seven, okay. uh, uh, verse one, and then let me see how far we should go with that. Just so we'll stop because right. we're, we're going to go all the way through eight, chapter eight. Uh, it's a little bit long, but it's worthy of us uh, understanding it. So uh, okay. go to seven, um, and then go ahead uh, down through nine, uh, one to one to nine. Seven so through nine right now, mm-hmm. or one through nine? Okay. Yep. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. And to him, Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. He is first, by translation of his name, king of righteousness. And then he is also king of Salem, that is, king of peace. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning or of days nor end of life but resembling the son of God, he continues a priest forever. See how great this man was to whom Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the spoils? And those descendants of Levi who received the priestly office have a commandment in the law to take tithes from the people, that is, from their brothers, Those, uh, though these are also descended from Abraham. But this man who does not have his descent from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. In the one case, tithes are received by mortal men, but in the other case, by one of whom it is testified that he lives. One might even say that Levi himself, who receives tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, for he was still in the loins of his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. Okay. Uh, uh, Melchizedek is um, a king mm-hmm. who uh, uh, came across Abraham's path. Okay. Um, and Abraham understood it properly and worshipped him. And, and he's described as the king of righteousness, the king of peace. Yeah, there's uh, lots of parallels here yeah, with Christ, right? Um, he says, uh, you know, uh, neither beginning nor end. He's eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he's like the son of God because he was the son of God. <laughs> mm. uh, so this is Christ. Um, and uh, you remember in our study uh, when we, we talked about um, uh, not overcoming, not worried about uh, overcoming uh, fear, worry, and anxiety, and we discussed Joshua? Yes. Um, and he comes across the commander of the Lord's army Mm-hmm. Um, and we know, yes, we know that that was actually Jesus. That was Jesus. Uh, yeah. So when it says like the Son of God, uh, it's saying that he took the form mm-hmm. of a man like he did with um, uh, Joshua. Oh, but he was he, he was Christ. This, this, so this is Christ. Uh, Melchizedek okay. is Christ. And he says, Abraham so in a physical form at a, this point in a physical okay. form because he's called the king and uh, okay. um, he's he's of the you know just similar to what Christ ultimately wound up being which is a man <laughs> um, he took that form takes that form and okay. uh, and so Abraham understood that um, I'm to worship him by offering a tithe mm-hmm. uh, to God because there's something different about it, something unique about this. And um, I understand it at, the, at, a, at, a, at his level was like, I'm not fully great getting the, the fullness of it, but I do know that, that I'm to worship you uh, and um, you're, you're, you're gifting and I'm gonna demonstrate that by offering a tithe. Um, so he says, um, he gave it, and by the way, and this is, he throws this in, this is cool, Levi, wasn't even mm-hmm. born born yet 
also gave a tithe. Okay, mm. now how did that work? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. So he's saying, see that the, uh, uh, and this is this is a. You got to ponder, ponder, ponder. What the heck is that? Um, mm -hmm. Levi, who wasn't even born yet, gives a tithe with him. Okay. What was the what was the promise made to Abraham? That was the covenant. Blessed with, to be a blessing. And to all of who? Your offspring. All of his descendants, yeah. Okay, Levi's a descendant. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he says, yet to be, and not yet. <laughs> uh, so it's really, I mean, it's always the, the clever way that, that God presented stuff is yet to be, but not yet. Okay. Is your offspring who's going to tithe with you mm -hmm. to join what's happening here? Uh, this is a this is a little piece of the covenant that you need to understand is you're going to receive it. You're going to understand it. And then it's going to go all the way through your offspring. And they're joining you in this in this moment. Right. Uh, Even those un yet, you know, unborn so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And by the way, um, it's similar to uh, what does Christ say to us? Remember at Passover mm -hmm. when he instituted what we call communion? Right. He says, take this body, which is given to you. Do this what? In remembrance, in remembrance of, me. of me. Take right. this blood, which is my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. After you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Okay. Americans, mm -hmm. when we hear that word remember, basically, yeah, yeah, do it like so that we can remember mentally right. what that is. Well, the word actually is different. It's it's hmm, what is the word? Yeah. It's join me in my death and resurrection. Oh wow. So you actually go through that experience with me when you're taking communion. Whenever you're taking communion. Oh, that's beautiful. You actually join me in that because mm -hmm. you actually when I instituted it, you actually did. Why? Because I'm in you. Mm. Um and that's what it's saying here is that it's not just a yeah, he'll learn about it later. Mm -hmm. He says, no, he's joining you right now, even though he wasn't born yet. Um, okay. Uh, so go ahead and read verses now 11 uh, through uh, 19. Now, if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek, rather than one named after the order of Aaron? For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. For, for the one of whom these things are spoken belong to another tribe, from which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, and in connection with that tribe Moses said nothing about the priest. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek. Um, what verse did you say to go to? Uh, 19. Okay, sorry. Um, who has become a priest, not on the basis of legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For it is witnessed of him, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. Yeah. So he's setting up uh, that, um, uh, first of all, he says, um, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, mm -hmm. uh, what would be the conclusion? There would be no need for a savior. Well, then it's already taken care of. Yeah. Um, he says, but there has to be more mm -hmm. and it has to be from the high priest and it, it'll rise in the order of Melchizedek. And what he's saying is that that's going to be eternal um, to which we would worship, like like Abraham did to Melchizedek, because uh, he understood it and he gave a tithe to it. Um, and Christ was foreshadowing by appearing then. And the reason that he appears to Abraham <clears throat> um, is really important. Um, why didn't he just wait till he came or why didn't he appear to somebody else but he appears to Abraham and he says by the way all your offspring joined me in that moment mm -hmm. why well because you're the recipient of the covenant 
I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and remember we talked last time about the seed <clears throat> and not seeds, that it's Christ who is the recipient of that. And so we're going to see something really cool about, about the covenant um, as it relates to it. But it requires a priest um, who is serving in that role. Okay, uh, go to 20 now through um, 28, which is the end of that chapter. And it was not without an oath. For those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath. But this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he's able to save the uttermost, those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once and for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priest, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Yeah. Uh, so he says that the um, uh, the high priest that is that was functioning mm-hmm. was it was it permanent, and could they could they cover all of this? By the, by what they did, no, it had it, it, no. It was year because by year because they because they died too. Yeah. So there was a an end to their life. They yeah. were not a kingdom forevermore. Yeah. Um, and remember, uh, he's talking about the work of Christ, and then in verse twenty two, he gives us a little bit of a, um, a truth about that. Mm-hmm. He says Jesus has became a surety guarantee. Mm-hmm. Of a what? Better covenant. A better covenant, yeah. Okay, now, by the way, the word here doesn't mean different covenant. Right. It means there's there's something better to it. There's something mm-hmm. stronger to it. Uh, it's eternal because of it's going to operate in the kingdom where Christ is eternity, eternal, and he became mm-hmm. the high priest to be able to deliver it, which is why Melchizedek showed up with Abraham, uh, is... It's all about you being guaranteed the covenant is going to exist. And now what we'll, and we'll see the, the, the betterness of, of what Christ is. He said, uh, because Christ did it how often? Once and for all. Once and for all, yeah. So the, and then he the, sat down at the right hand of the yeah. throne of God. <laughs> so, the, so the fullness of the covenant, see, is now uh, absolute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done and not, it doesn't have to be uh, uh, processed year by year by year. It's now, it's now going to be done in his kingdom. Okay, now go to chapter 8 um, and read verses. Uh, go ahead and read verses uh, 1 through 6. Now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven a minister in the holy places in the one in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man for every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus it is necessary for this priest to also have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better, since it is enacted on better promises. Yeah, for- so that's good. So I'll stop right there okay. for a second. So um, he says, because he's high priest, because he's eternal, because he's both the sacrifice and the high priest, uh, it's finished, completed. And he says um, it's a more excellent thing of the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing because it stands on a on even a better promise. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, what's the better promise? That's Christ Himself. 
that can fulfill it and speak it and deliver it. He's all in all. Uh, so the better promise is that Abraham was a recipient. Right. Was he the issuer of it? No. No. Uh, now, people could be blessed uh, through his giving it away, which, which was true. But he, he was a recipient and just passed on the, 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 uh, the es- essence of, you know, uh, if you live this way, uh, you can be a recipient of the promise. Well, Christ says, <laughs> I perfected it. It's done once and for all because my promise is now eternal and it operates all the time in the kingdom of God. And guess what? It's in you. Mm. The kingdom is you. Now, right. by the way, there's an there's a interesting thing about that. It's in you, but in order for you to live it, you have to surrender to what? To God. To God and be in, his, his, will. in his kingdom. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why we've talked about this uh, in our other sessions is um, you can put to death the spirit. You can be at enmity against God and cannot please him where you can't be the recipient of it. How? Because you're living in the world and not living in the kingdom of God. You're staying in self. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's finish this then and uh, go ahead and go seven now through 13. This is is cool. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. For he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant, and so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each and each one his brother saying know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest for I will be merciful toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more in speaking of a new covenant he makes the first one obsolete and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away yeah uh, so he says, um, uh, the better element of the covenant mm-hmm. that now uh, takes away the fact that you have to perform certain things really well to get there. Mm-hmm. He says it, it's now better because he says, I will put what my law, my truth, and write them on your hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Because why? I'm going to put myself in them to do their part of the deal. Uh, the better covenant is, and we'll see this in detail later, he works both sides of the deal. Remember, it's an right. agreement. God says, I show up ready to give you the, the title, <laughs> and you got to show up with the money. And he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work your side of it so that you show up. So really, when you think of that, why it's a better covenant, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Um, and it's all done through Christ, who is now the recipient, the, both the issuer and the recipient. Right. Um, it's better because why? Well, because I'm, he actually can accomplish it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm which gonna, we could not. <laughs> and where, where is he living? In us. So he says it's really this simple. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is have a heart to receive it. And the way to receive mm-hmm. it is to live in my kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? He's king and I'm not. Right. I surrender my will to his, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He says, I've done it all, and it's finished, completed, and that's why it's not kind of. Right. Well, maybe. Um, I still got to think about this. I still got to decide if I want to give it to you. He says, the covenant is part of the essence of who I am, which is why it goes back to Melchizedek as, an, as the example that, hey, Abraham, I appeared to you to demonstrate this to you. And by the way, everybody, your offspring, Levi, who's, in, who's not yet born, is joining us in that moment. Guess what? It's going to happen to believers who believe in Christ, and they get to join this automatically if they have a heart to follow, but it's still a choice to make. But where does it happen? In the kingdom of God. Right. Wow. Wow. Uh, so it's a pretty heavy-duty passage. In, yes, yeah, in, there's in a seven. lot to digest there for yeah, sure. Uh, and we could go deeper into that, but um, it's it's a statement that why does he go into all that discussion? I mean, it's a chapter and a half. 
mm-hmm. a very detailed explanation is because I'm setting up the truth. The covenant is part of my salvation for you. So don't translate it to just a ticket to heaven. Right. It's a step into the better covenant, which, by mm-hmm. the way, I It's fulfilled. living in the kingdom. Yeah. And, and I'm both the high priest and the sacrifice. Uh, mm-hmm. I release you from the burden of the past. How about now? Are you willing to go? You know, so it happens in the kingdom of God. So um, we'll continue this uh, discussion tomorrow. But um, it's really important for us to understand it's not automatic. It only is delivered in God's kingdom, uh, which, by yeah. the way, he says, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you come here and receive it? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, Don't you want to be there? Yeah. Well, yeah. Father, we thank you for uh, that truth. Uh, that uh, Melchizedek was Christ. It was reflecting uh, the fact that the covenant was issued to Abraham. Uh, It's been then given to now Christ himself. He's both the giver and the recipient of it. And because he lives in us, it's a better covenant. He's going to make us be able to deliver our side of the deal. All we got to do is just say we have a heart to do it. Um, So may we realize how universal it is. It's absolute. It happens to everyone that has a heart to receive it because it's been fulfilled and it's a better place to be. And we thank you that we could live there as well in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Another great, um, great session on Covenant. I love yep. what you're unwrapping for us. Yep. So yep. looking so, forward to hearing more tomorrow. Yep, Kathy, we'll see you tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.